Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thank you for listening to AFR. So my birthday was yesterday. Oh, you know what? I, I was just going to talk about that. You're, yeah. I my think you told. I think yesterday. you told the world how old you are. Last week. yeah, fifty nine. Fifty nine. This, this is a mind, big year, Tim. I don't mind telling everybody. This what now? Because you oh, know you head toward the big six zero. Heading towards. Now the what? Big what? To, you guys are. Post sixty, right? Both of you. Yep. What? Uh, what? Uh, so when you hit sixty, what? What you, went on? You get endless amounts of mail from the AARP. <laughs> I've been getting that since forty-five. I'm sorry. <laughs> but they it really ramp it up, huh? Doesn't stop. It okay. goes on and on and on. Okay. But you know what? What a lot of sixty-plusers don't do—they don't take advantage of the senior rates. That you can so get. So I can do that when I'm after sixty at, at restaurants. Yes, you can get you can get better deals at restaurants at some hotels. So just tell them I'm sixty. It's, it's your honor system type take, deal. Take advantage of that. All right. It's, Thank you for that tip. I needed to know that. Yeah. So in a year from now, I can look forward to that. Yeah, and, and I mean a lot of the fast food places, they have senior rates. You know, yeah. Get your burger cheaper and and your biscuit in the morning and die quicker. <laughs> that. Jack that cholesterol up, but it's all on us. <laughs> what do you, you say, Steve? What do you got for me? Advice? What do you see? Oh, 60 uh, what? 60. Uh, what happened when You're I was 60? 60? I'm 61. I will turn 62 March all right. 21. All right. A couple of weeks. So uh, uh, what happened? You, you know, it was pretty uneventful. <laughs> I Not a whole lot changed. You didn't feel any different? You didn't feel really. like... Uh, not really. I've I've long ago. I, thirty was the worst birthday in the world for me. I did not want to turn thirty. Oh, <laughs> and then subsequent every decade subsequent has been 40s, a little less. Forty's a big one. A little less traumatic. Yeah. And 40. by by now I just don't even care. Yeah. Okay. It is what it is. I'm gonna be. You know. I'm not gonna get any. Um, you can't stop Father Time. Yeah. My but my body's not gonna get any younger. And I understand that my best physical days are probably behind me, but a lot of wisdom and a hey, lot of fun in, in life you now. You shoot yourself up with Botox, can't you? Uh, I could. I don't know if that makes me younger, though. It makes you not be able to close your eyes. That's <laughs> what I've said. <laughs> it's true. Uh, you watch why can't t- people just quote aid gracefully? Why, is it, why do all these celebrities and everybody want to get injections are they hoping for the fountain of youth or yeah it doesn't work i think they're afraid they won't be cast in the next movie if they look old yeah well women won't men men can make movies into their 70s but women uh, i guess that those actresses once they get after that's your sandra bullock or somebody like that you 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 don't get a job after you're kathleen bates or it's it's a few what's the lady the british actress that was on bond yeah, oh, that's rare. Yeah. Yes. Good actors, so, though. Anyway, I just remember what happened to Kenny Rogers. Remember that? The late, great Kenny Rogers? Mm-hmm. There was no one to hold him, guy? Yeah, just a great singer. Uh, yes. One of the best. And But 
man, he he did something to his face. Mm, like, yeah. Uh, huh? I remember that. Um, and then there's Nancy uh, Pelosi. <laughs> what, now what about her? Be careful, Fred. Are we talking about a lady here? Well, there, a woman. there was the adjustment to the eyebrows. Remember that? <laughs> oh, she had that done? Yeah. And you, you saw what this. She, well, she can't blink or what? No, someone said they had to raise the uh, Did the you rotunda see the picture of her in Washington? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's mean. <laughs> that's true. We're only talking about people's physical appearance because they change it. Okay, so we're not making fun. Oh, I guess we are. Grow, but in a, in a good-natured way. Grow old gracefully. That's what I say. Just be graceful about it. I say I saw some some. Well, the other day there was some story about a supermodel from the '80s or '90s, and she. She uh, was Canadian. In fact, she was one of the top runway models. And then uh, she got some kind of, uh, she was getting into her 40s, I guess, and got some kind of injection to try to keep her youth, and it froze her face. Ooh, yeah. I'm serious. It was tragic to read about. I'm, she, like, she, she, like, wouldn't, she, she like, wouldn't come out to face the public then because. Uh, Sad. But, she, but I was thinking to myself, mm-hmm. you know what? Mm-hmm. God did, God did not intend for people to artificially try to, you know what I'm saying? Don't do it. To maintain your youthful look or youthful days, as you, as you say, just yep. age gracefully. You know, I was reading an article in Decision Magazine, the Billy Graham yeah. magazine. Yeah. And it's, uh, in fact, uh, this is a 91-year-old medical doctor, has a clinic in Texas. He is still practicing. He's Christian. Yeah. And and the basic thrust is this: stay active. Stay active. Uh, good diet. Stay active. You put those two things together. I remember uh, George uh, Beverly Shea. There was an interview done with him when he turned a hundred. Yep. Three. What was the, the singer for Billy Graham? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, interviewed him when he was ninety, late. Yeah. Something. He said, "Number one, getting saved, becoming a Christian, taking Jesus Christ as your personal savior." That's number one. Number two, I th- I think was, what well, good wife, good wife was number two. Number three, and I always laughed at this. He said coffee. <laughs> Those were his three secrets. I could go along with that. Coffee, I had popcorn. Pop uh, for you, popcorn. Yeah, popcorn. Uh, I'm I'm counting on popcorn to help. Yeah, me. yeah. You know, it's an antioxidant. What yeah. I read. But stay popcorn. stay active. Good diet. Yeah. Those two things really important. All right. Uh, Steve, go ahead. Well, the stock market's down 600 points as we speak. Uh, stop, Steve. That's actually, <laughs> I'm going to start talking about Botox again here. I don't want to talk about it. The, the stock market, what? Uh, we're down 592 points. Yeah, but points. it could come back up by this afternoon. It might. It might. It does. They have a tendency to do stock, this. Uh, you so, know, my saying is stock market goes up, stock market goes down. Yeah. It. You know, Everybody's nervous about oil. Yeah. That's what's going on right now. Yeah. So it's all right. Oil is at 118 a barrel. All right, uh, let's talk about sometimes uh, our, even the most liberal uh, politicians sometimes speak a bit of truth unknowingly. I want is that ref- a blind squirrel finds a nut? That's exactly right. Is that I, what that is? And I want to refer you to um, Jen Psaki, the White House spokesperson, who was talking about um, the way things – the context was the reporter asked about how Trump was acting uh, when he was – president and foreign policy and everything and and how chaotic it seemed to be and this is what jen saki said uh, number eight um you know another reason why the american people are 
grateful, the majority of the American people, that President Biden has not taken a page out of his predecessor's playbook as it relates to global engagement and global leadership, because certainly we could be in a different place. You know what? You know what? You know what she does? <laughs> yes. It's becoming so obvious now. I'm talking about Jen Psaki mm-hmm. there, this White House spokesperson. How many times have we heard her say, I'm not going to talk about the previous administration mm. or the previous president. I'm not here to talk about that. When it's a question about what Trump did good in comparison to Biden, then she doesn't want to talk about, she'll say, I'm not going to talk about the uh, previous administration. When it's flipped, then she wants to say, when she thinks it's to her advantage, she'll say, look, we're not like Trump. Mm-hmm. We're better than that. Yeah, except that this time she said that if Trump were in office, we'd be in a different position. Who out there does not want to be in a different position right now? What does she mean by that? She means we 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 nuclear war with Russia is what she's thinking. I don't know what no, she's thinking. I think the context of that remark was, uh, you remember Trump, America first, standing alone, standing strong. She's so happy that uh, Joe Biden is now just one member we're one member of NATO. Remember, Trump took a strong stand. He yeah. said, NATO is not paying their fair share. America's paying too much for this. Right. That was the context. And NATO. That, withdrawing, the possibility of withdrawing from NATO, which yeah. I don't know that he would. But it's interesting. <clears throat> President Trump shares that sentiment with uh, Jen Psaki. That probably doesn't happen a whole lot. But I want you to listen to a phone call that he had with John Daly, the golfer. John Daly, he was talking with him. Um, what kind of phone call was this? Huh? They're they're buddies. By the way, John Daly. Well, why like, did they release it publicly? Well, because of what he said. John Daly looks like Santa Claus these days. By the way, have you seen him? Yeah, I saw him. Former <laughs> golfer. I mean, former. Well, he's still a golfer, but he's a, a former professional yeah. PGA. Listen to cut. Listen to this conversation to cut seven. You know, he was a friend of mine. I got along great with him. I say, Vladimir, if you're doing, we're hitting Moscow. I said, we're going to hit Moscow. And he sort of believed me, like 5%, 10%. That's all you need. He never did it during my time, John, you know. No. Talking about it. No, it's Why funny. Why did he do this during the last four years? Because he knew he couldn't. It's funny how she didn't bother you either. Yeah, no, she didn't bother me. And he, I told him the same thing. You, that, that'll be next. Yeah. You know, that's going to be next. Taiwan will be next. You, you won't have any computer chips. They'll blow them off the face of the earth. I guess I'm just wondering, uh, maybe there's no answer to this, why a conversation between two friends is recorded and put out on the Internet. If you're a Trump fan, wouldn't you want to hear Trump saying this wouldn't be what I I wouldn't have got us into this position? Ukraine would not have been attacked if I were still president. That's a well, that's a campaign ad. (laughs) Do you understand my question, Fred? Yeah, I understand your question. It's a private conversation. So Between two friends. I don't know why, that, why that's recorded and put it out on the Internet. I don't understand. Yeah. Because other, otherwise, it sounds staged. I, I agree with the thrust of this, though. I do not believe that Putin would have gone into Ukraine if Trump was still in the White House. I, I really do believe that. Well, you know what Ed believes about that? What's he say? He believes Putin didn't Putin didn't go into Ukraine when Trump was president because he didn't know what Trump was going to do. That's right, huh? That's right. It was a great unknown because Trump was unpredictable. That's right. Now we were, that that can cut both ways. Yes. Okay. But we were energy independent too. Yes. Yes. That's that. That's a big part of the equation. True. That's true. That's the baffling part of the equation. 
mm. how why he did that and why he did what who why did he what? shut down the um, um, Keystone the Keystone pipeline why he started giving money to Russia for oil uh, because he believes in this global man-made global warming stuff that's right. why he did it yeah which is so currently yeah. he doesn't care about the American people as far as who our comfort. It? Joe Biden, if he wants to be the global member. He's trying to save the planet from burning up, Steve. Yeah, no. Don't you get it? Mm. Do you? What kind of car do you drive, Steve? I drive a Ford Mustang. Shame. Yeah, I know. It's Shame a, on you. The monster, it's a monster car, and but believe me, I'm, I'm you paying. You don't care about the planet I'm paying or for people. It because I have to put premium stuff in that, so it's getting expensive. Okay. I just had to get that off yeah. my chest. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I don't. I care for myself. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> All right. I've mentioned it before. Should I mention it again? I am the host of this show, so maybe I've answered my own question because nobody's interrupted me. Yep. Go. I don't believe in man-made global warming. Neither do I. No, I'm I and, and I'm no scientist, but I have studied it a lot over the last five, ten years. Uh, I didn't say I don't believe that the planet may be warming in some places. I'm saying that's been going on since God created the earth. And there's to think that our little uh, minimal uh, carbon emissions mm -hmm. would cause the the whole climate to change to the point where our Earth becomes so warm that we all die it's because nonsense. it's good, huh? It's nonsense. I don't believe in that, and I believe it. I believe that. The people who are pushing the new Green Deal, the environmentalists, what Rush Limbaugh called them wackos, are only using this to try to control yes. the American economy. That's right. For socialistic slash communistic purposes. That's How right. dare that, you to quote Greta Thunberg? Oh, oh, well, I'm, yeah, she's, <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, whatever she says. Uh, but th that's what, that's what's going on here. Yes. And do you think they really they know that and they're they're pulling the wool over our eyes? Who knows they, what? Do you think they actually in their own mind know that they are trying to do this? It's not real. And they're trying Who knows? To I know half of them. Half of them. Listen, John Kerry is the Biden appointed environmental czar, right? For right, lack right. of a better word, right? Correct, correct. The guy flies around the world in a private jet, yes. emitting. Uh, Carbon emissions, which are through the roof, okay, compared to flying commercially. Mm -hmm. What does he say when he's asked about it? He says, you know, I'm important. That's right. I don't fly around with little people. That's right. You know, he doesn't believe it. He's only showboating out there. Uh, and I can't judge a man's heart or mind, but I'm judging on his actions. Any man who says that carbon emissions are, are the problem with uh, the planet burning up and and won't stop flying on a private jet. Now, I don't care how many carbon offsets, or what do they call them? Isn't that what they carbon. call them? Yep, yep. <clears throat> that's what the liberals, the, these liberal celebrities, that's what they say. Well, I fly around in my private jet all over the world, but I'm planting 10 trees a day. So I got, I get, I'm carbon offsetting is what they say, I guess, uh, while they're jet setting. Yes. Like, that was pretty cool right there, what I did. Yeah. Wasn't it? <laughs> so I don't, I don't, uh, I don't buy any of the, Global war, man-made global warming. No, if somebody disagrees with me, I'm not gonna. I can still have lunch with them, right. but you I'm know, just telling you, I don't. I don't believe in all that stuff. You know, one of the big advocates for this, of course, is AOC. 
Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. Advocates of what? The New Green Deal? and The, the Green Deal stuff. I, If I was a betting man, yeah. I'm not. But if I was a betting man, when she expressed grave concern about what Florida was doing, taking the mask mandates away, everybody knows she went down to Florida, vacation without a mask. Oh, yeah. I, if I was a betting man, I don't think she drove from New York down no, there. No, she didn't. She got on an airplane. Uh, listen, all these celebrities who uh, you know want to pound their chest about man-made global warming and we need to end uh, all the oil and gas and fossil fuels, they all travel the globe on private jets and yes. and big super yachts. They, it doesn't stop their standard of living. They just want to – I remember reading about Barbara Streisand. This is 30 years ago when all this started with Al Gore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was saying how – Americans need to learn to take mass transit more, right? <laughs> to, to, you know, to cut back on carbon emissions. And then it was reported that she was taking her RV across town in Hollywood to get her hair done or something like that. Of course. I don't know if that story, I can't prove that story. It was reported in some media sources that I read, but that's, that's, that kind of stuff does happen all the time in the open with uh, the celebrities who are uh, on board with the new green deal they're, they're good for that for everybody else but they're not going to apply it to their own lives which tells me they don't even believe it at all you remember yeah. you're talking about john Kerry. he's the guy that said just a couple of days ago this ukraine war is very inconvenient yes because it's making people not think about global warming yeah and you know one of the big advocates for this man-made global warming too is bill gates mm-hmm. yeah do you think bill gates flies on delta airlines no of course he doesn't. No. Th- these are important people, Fred. The hypocrisy. They, they have special uh, privileges to to, uh, yes. to to burn the planet up with their private uh, private jet carbon emissions. Go ahead, Steve. We're, we need to move on. All right. Say something we regret get, get sued for. Let's do that. Let's talk about uh, the American uh, attitude toward this war in, war in Ukraine right now. Um, the Economist, which is a publication and YouGov did a poll of Americans and found that 63 of respondents I'm to 63% of respondents said the United States should not send troops to Ukraine to help defend it from the Russians um and uh, the same division same amount said that we should not be doing airstrikes there but there were 33% that said it was a good idea to send soldiers to Ukraine to provide help not fight. That's was, a, that sounds about right. About a third of the a third said send them over listen, there. Listen, if I were advisory committee, you know, listen, advisory. people are. If I if we were acting on our emotions of the moment, we'd send the whole U.S. military over there to wipe out Russian military and to find Putin's bunker and pull him out like a rat. Yeah. Huh? Am I right? Oh yeah. But you can't act on your emotions of the moment when it comes to a situation like this, which is why I think two-thirds, you said? Uh, uh, two-thirds, yeah. Two-thirds of Americans understand the they see the the consequences, the, the potential consequences for us as a country should we send in, uh, first of all, Ukraine's not NATO, so... <laughs> We would be doing it. We, as, we would yes. be getting involved in a in a in a in a uh, direct war yep. with Russia, and who knows where that leads. So I think the American people are not in favor of doing that, but we are uh, as a whole in favor of supplying the Ukrainians with the 
military assets that they need to fight back against the uh, Russian army, but it must be done by Ukrainian. Yes. And they're fighting. Yes. Uh, now, whether you can get them, I don't know how how far Putin will go in his res- response to the West supplying the Ukrainian uh, people with weapons to fight back. We'll have to wait and see uh, how that goes. Uh, did you see where Lindsey Graham got in trouble? Yes. Uh, the senator from South Carolina from basically talking about how uh, that uh, somebody needs to take out Putin. Yeah. Uh, I kind of didn't understand why there was such a reaction to that negatively by so many people. Well, I, I do understand that we have a policy uh, in this country, and I think it's universal, it's right? It's a UN. It's a UN that that you you don't ever advocate for assassinating uh, a head of state if you're not at war with them. I believe if you're actually declared war, I think. Then okay. Okay. Well, whatever oh, the case right. may be, yeah. that, I understand that, and that's a good yeah. thing. That's a good thing because you don't want you know to, you don't want advocate for assassinating political leaders around the world just because maybe you disagree with them or you they, they're doing bad things or terrible things even. But at the same time, I think what Lindsey Graham was talking about was it would be good if somebody on the inside took him out Yes, because that would save the world a lot of misery. Did that, yes. Is that the way y'all read it? Yes. Uh, right now, Putin is a mass murderer. He is. He's a mass murderer. He is. A, he has invaded Ukraine, and he's shelling people's homes and apartments. For yes. goodness sakes. Yes. How these these women? Did you see these women? Yes. Trying to leave Ukraine. Yes. With children in tow. Yes. And it's got ice and sleet uh, and snow falling on them. Yes. And and they're being shelled as they try to get out of town. Yes. Uh, yes. Go ahead. Uh, there is no room for sympathy for Vladimir Putin right now. As I say, he's a mass murderer. He is responsible for these women and children. There's also been reports, uh, and reports, I'll leave it that, uh, that Russians, Russian sh- uh, soldiers are raping some of the Ukrainian women. Uh, that hasn't been verified, but there have been reports of that. It is... He he started this. There was he was not provoked. Let me put it this way: he was not provoked militarily. Yes. He's going to say he was provoked by NATO and the and Ukrainian government was aligning with the U.S. Yeah, uh, whether that's true or not, Ukraine wanted to be European. They wanted to be Western. That's their own choice. Yes. but you're you're right. But the Ukrainian government did not start firing or weapons or invading. No, Russia. That's right. So t- that's what you mean by unprovoked. That's right. He went in there because he's trying to regain the Soviet Union again. He is killing men, women, and children, displacing millions, millions. Yes. I don't know what we're. Yeah. I don't know what the world's going to do to help exactly these poor people. Were they going to be two million by the end of the week that are that are homeless? It could and, be. And his solution was: we'll do a ceasefire if you send them north so that they're right next to Russia, or. Uh, Belarus, the two countries that are opposing them. you got to go into the enemy's breadbasket if you want to be safe from me. This is just just so so bad, so awful. I don't, I don't have words to describe what we're, the humanitarian crisis. 
that is ongoing <coughs> there in Ukraine. Hey, we need to pray that all this stops. Yes. Immediately. Yeah. Yep. All right, uh, folks, thanks for joining us on the program today. Thank, my thanks to Steve and Chris, Fred and Brent. We'll see you back here tomorrow.